Hello, and welcome to the Tech Dirt Podcast. I'm Mike Masnick. Uh, the discussion that you're about to hear was actually recorded a few weeks ago. Uh, it was originally going to go out last week, but got pushed back after we got uh, EU Parliament member Yulia Reda on the podcast to talk about the EU Copyright Directive. So the discussion that you're about to hear is about the debate concerning electric scooters, uh, mainly in San Francisco, but also in other cities as well. Uh, as we recorded it, uh, San Francisco had just announced that the various scooters needed to come off the streets and apply for a permit. Uh, that has mostly happened, though I'm pretty sure I've still seen a few of the scooters around. Uh, what is a bit surprising and what we don't uh, mention in the podcast as even a possibility is what happened a few days ago, which is that other companies beyond the scooter companies that we've already heard of have also applied for permits. And most notably, that includes both Uber and Lyft uh, applying to offer electronic scooters in San Francisco. Uh, this, I guess, wasn't uh, as widely expected, uh, but kind of makes sense when you think about it. Clearly, the e-scooter companies like Lime and Bird represent something of a competitor to Uber and Lyft and potentially a very serious competitor. So it's fascinating to think about what happens if those companies enter the market as well. Uh, to some extent, it probably should not have been a surprise. In San Francisco, Uber has already partnered with Jump Bike uh, to offer combined bike share and ride share uh, service. Either way, the discussion we had on the podcast is still very interesting and relevant, but I wanted to explain why we don't happen to mention Uber and Lyft and potentially others also entering the market. Uh, that's it. I'll let you now listen to the original recording. Hello and welcome to the Tech Dirt Podcast. I'm Mike Masnick. Uh, one of the things that we like to talk about on this podcast are new services and technologies uh, that that come about and that change the way we do things. Uh, and uh, there's currently a controversy raging in San Francisco and a few other cities right now concerning uh, various new modes of transportation, uh, often enabled by smartphones and uh, in some cases, cheap electronic motors and such. Um, it started, I think, with sort of new bike share systems that were originally often set up by municipalities that they were in. London had its Boris bikes, New York had city bikes, and San Francisco had its Bay Area bike share, which are now Ford bikes. Now, those all involved docking systems where you needed an account and you could take out a bike and return it to the same or a different docking station somewhere around the city. But more recently, private companies have started to get in on the fun, uh, often in uh, at scale with large numbers of, of bikes. Uh, there were Lime Bikes and Jump Bikes and who knows, a bunch of other companies with similar names, um, often adding in uh, a big difference in that they were... Uh, dockless systems compared to the original bike share systems. Uh, and in some cases, these bike shares were electric bikes as well. 
But the real controversy started more recently, uh, really within the last few months, with the entrance of electric scooter companies uh, led by Lime, Bird, and Spin, especially in San Francisco. Now, a few weeks back, there was actually an article in Vice, of all places, claiming that these scooters were ruining San Francisco. Uh, and while it did seem a little odd that a publication with the background and in fact, name of vice <laughs> of all things was decrying the kids and their scooters these days. Uh, the level of controversy around these systems is notable and I think worth discussing. Uh, it is true that in San Francisco right now, it is kind of hard to avoid seeing these scooters absolutely everywhere. Uh, I know when I uh, read the vice article at first, I was like, ah, oh, you know, it's not that bad. And then I took a walk down the Embarcadero and there were scooters every couple feet, basically. <laughs> they were absolutely everywhere. Um, but, you know, there have been all of these concerns beyond just in San Francisco about how these scooters are operating, uh, whether or not they're leading to reckless behavior or potential health hazards, and if they're just getting in the way of things, blocking doorways, blocking sidewalks, all that kind of stuff. Now, on the flip side of Lots of people are pointing out that these systems uh, make it really easy to get around and they're incredibly convenient. And that's a huge bonus, especially in cities where transportation isn't always the the easiest thing to, to get around. So many cities have struggled uh, to figure out how they're going to deal with the sudden influx of these kinds of transportation, uh, many of which have been completely unregulated. And so some cities are sort of rushing to regulate. And that includes uh, here in San Francisco. In fact, as we're recording this, uh, and this podcast is not going to go out for a week and a half, so who knows what's going to happen in the <laughs> intervening week or so, uh, San Francisco has just announced that all of these scooters actually need to be removed from city streets and the companies have to apply for a permit. Uh, and those permits will be granted at the end of June and probably at numbers less than are currently on the streets right now. So um, we may have first a month-long reprieve of seeing these scooters around and then perhaps fewer of them on the road. Um, there are a lot of other interesting discussions around this technology, but there's a bunch to discuss, and I figured we could discuss it with our usual co-hosts, Dennis Yang and Hirsch Reddy. Dennis, uh, since you are our usual early adopter and uh, and fan of all fun things like this, uh, <laughs> confess and and uh, tell us how often do you use these things? So, yes, yeah, so I I am <laughs> you are you you're you're completely correct. I am a huge fan of actually all of these services. Um, I used I, I did two bird trips yesterday. I did one jump two bike trips today, uh, <laughs> jump bike trips today. Uh, I'm such a big fan of them. Um, and they've made kind of, you know, my life in San Francisco even better than before, just because I can, I can get around so much easier. And I'm, well, I'm a huge fan of public transportation. Like I use it all the time. I, I bike everywhere. I walk everywhere. Um, I just, I'm, I'm such a fan of this. This, this was like the last piece in my urban transportation puzzle that I, <laughs> that I needed. And it's, it just made things awesome. Interesting. So, so, well, let's take a step back, right? Yeah. So, so and there's so many things I love. The, the more I <laughs> dig into it, the more I love. I love all of these systems and companies and the solutions that they've come up with are pretty novel. Okay. Um, so, so, so let's talk about. Yeah, let's dig in. I mean, in general, how do they work? Do, do most of them work so, the yeah, same so, way? Like it's like a dollar to unlock, and then right. some charge. So here, here's here's the overall. The overall experience is pretty joyful and delightful. Um, okay. 
once you set up your account and the you know the account setup is a little bit annoying because you they make you take a photo of your driver's license and sign all sorts of um you know check off boxes that say that yes you'll abide to traffic laws you will not ride on sidewalks and you will wear a helmet which um, nobody does which nobody does right so and you're like yes 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 and they're like you take a photo of your driver's license and your credit card okay so once you're once you've agreed to everything um how gen and i think the scooter experience is generally this which is you find a scooter on the on the sidewalk typically it's kind of you know sometimes it's parked nicely sometimes it's not um but you walk up to it and you essentially take a photo of it using your camp your phone um, oh really well because basically you say unlock and an rfid code is on the scooter mm-hmm. and that essentially just automatically unlocks the scooter um, yeah, but why do you, why do you have to take a? You photo? don't take a photo. You but you use your camera. This is the first ex- application of a QR code that I have seen. I um, see. So it's act- basically you yeah. use the QR code to unlock yes. the phone. So you use I the see, QR code. Sorry, you don't take a photo. You you use the QR code um, feature in the app Got to it. to unlock the scooter. So that you know can it communicates with the. And that costs you a dollar. So when you unlock the scooter, it costs you a dollar. Right. And then every minute after that dollar is some sort of incremental charge. I think it's like 15 cents or something. Every minute? I thought it was like per, per distance. No, it's. No, it's, it's per minute. Per minute. It's per minute. Okay. So I, I actually don't. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure it's per minute. Um, okay. What kind of range just, do those things have? Um, so I don't know. Um, but when you, <laughs> when you unlock, basically when you open up the app, you can see all of the, you know, the scooters near you and you can, and you can click on them and, and find them. Um, and then when you click on them, it'll tell you like the charge. So I'm looking at my app right now. There's one near me with like a 37% charge. There's one near me with a 24% charge, um, which is red, which I'm not sure. I don't know what to do about that. Um, if you can't find the scooter, you can, you can click on a link in the app that will make the scooter chirp. So if someone's taken the scooter into their office or house um, and it's not available, you can make it like uh, sound an annoying alarm. Um, And (laughs) if you actually make people want to take it out of where they kept it. Yeah, I guess so. And if you actually try to even just hop on the scooter and like start riding it, it'll just start screaming, um, like making a big noise. Um, Some of them will actually, like a voice will come up that says like, we are contacting the police. Like, you know, (laughs) Um, so, but yeah, but basically use your, your app, to unlock the scooter using a QR code, and then you're on your way. You ride to where you want to go, um, which is you know these are these are meant for call it like last mile trips, right? right? So um, like if you look at my if I'm looking at my ride history, the rides I t- yesterday I took a one mile ride. I, I took mile, rides of one mile, point nine miles, point nine miles, point four, point three, point five, point nine. Right. So it's like usually a mile would take you about twenty minutes to walk, right? Um, and it took me five minutes right. to go one mile. So the advantage is, is just time, basically. Yeah, it's time, right? Like, yeah. so, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm taking, for example, in San Francisco, like, I'll take the Muni to, say, you know, one of the Muni stops. And if I'm going, like, a mile away, that's, like, another 20 minutes to my trip. Whereas if I hop on a bird, then it's five minutes away. And right. it's much nicer. Like, that 15-minute savings is, I mean, it's pretty mm-hmm. nice, right? Um, and as compared to, I guess the other competing kind of last mile services would be something like a, what's called a, the Ford go bike or in New York, right. it's a city bike, the city bike share. Um, and those are docked solutions, right? So you have to find if the, you know, you know, kind of where the docks are. So if you, you know where the docks are, you'll get a bike. And then at your destination, you have to find another place to park it. You have to find another dock right. and that's kind of annoying. So um, I've, I've used the dock bikes and yeah, what Dennis says is, is, is 
Absolutely true. It, it's it's a little bit annoying to go looking for a dock, and you can see the docks on a map. They right. show an app a map in the app, and you can see where the closest docks are. But for example, when um, when I when I was visiting Honda dealerships to buy my new car, I took uh, these these bikes everywhere, and there wouldn't always be a dock next to the dealership that I wanted to visit. And right. so I would have to buy. I'd have to park like you know a five or ten minute walk away, and then you know. Yeah, and it's, and then there's also like the nervousness of like usually the, with that system, I think it's it's a, it's a thirty minute ride for two dollars, and then if you go over thirty minutes, they charge you like you know yeah. by the minute or something. Um, in a city like Montreal, I've used them in the docked bikes in Montreal, where there are mm-hmm. docks like everywhere, and that was totally cool. Uh, San Francisco doesn't have nearly as many docks as you would you would hope. I think oh, New York and City the other is issue. Good. The other yeah. issue is you go to a dock and the dock is full. Right. And then you can't actually dock it where you expect to right. dock it in your destination. And then you're essentially paying for the bike because you can't put it in. But most of the services, if the, if the dock is full, you can actually tell them and they'll, they're like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. We'll comp you, mm-hmm. whatever. But then it's just annoying. It's like you're pain. expecting to right. be finished with your trip, which make which is what makes these dockless services so joyful. It's like, you, you know, just you, go where you need you to go. go, where you need you need to go. Stop. You stop, you log out of the, you know, the scooter or the bike, you go to your thing. And actually, in every situation where I've come back outside, um, the scooter has been gone. Right. And to me, that's actually pretty amazing because the utilization of that vehicle is, you know, is awesome because it's not just sitting there, you know, wasting space. And I find that really amazing. Well, these things don't have. I mean, I, I know these these electric scooters don't have amazing range. I think like twenty five or thirty miles. Yeah, it's like twenty. So. It's like twenty. Yeah, but that's yeah, fine. Right? Right? I but mean, for what you need. Who's them for. charging them if they're just? Oh, so, so, that's, so that's so that's, so that's another, a whole whole other thing. Yeah. I actually had originally I was going to talk about that in the intro, but I figured the charging should, is. I, I think they've they figured that, out something it's, that's it's awesome. Fascinating. Well, they're basically, I mean, incentivizing people at night to go around and they get money for every one of these that they charge. And so like yeah. there was or a not, story. Not even just at night, just, just if yeah, whenever they go. Whenever, but, but it's the, the, so, the key so, thing is at night. So like crowdsourced charging, yes. you just yeah. take it home and charge and it. So like a big thing is like high school students are like getting, you know, making money, but basically running around with like their parents, uh, the minivan. Uh, uh, minivan, picking up a whole bunch of scooters, rushing home, charging them. And then it like becomes really competitive because everybody's trying to grab the scooters. Oh my God. But you know what? They, Man, call, it like, bird, they call it bird spot, bird hunting. I think I love yeah. it. I think it's great, but it's probably runs afoul of some labor laws or something because I don't, it, I don't America, know. America doesn't like people just <laughs> making free contracts with each other. Right? Like they, the, somebody's going to argue that those laws? kids picking up the scooters are child labor or that they need health care or something. Is that, is that child labor? Is, is picking up uh, cans I don't know. and taking them if, to if the you're getting I mean, it, it, feel, that... feels, it feels like a, you know, like a paper route. I mean, when I, I was a kid, I had a paper route. Yeah, feels kind of similar. You can't have paper routes anymore. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to pay you have to pay I, $15 I minimum wage. I mean, if you think it's, about it, it's, it's, it is, yeah. I mean, the thing that it is, is a, genius, but there is some, some scary stuff about like, you know, how competitive it's gotten where like, and, and there were even some stories in that, there was an article, I can't even remember where the article was, Dennis, I don't know if you know, but there was this article about uh, all the, this. The Atlantic is the one the, that wrote The Atlantic, it. they yeah. had that. And and they were talking about like, people were uh, like, you know, There's putting like them like down and, alleys yeah. to, to mug people and stuff yep. like that and all sorts of other wow. questionable stuff. But well, like, a- a- anything has it. I mean, kids sure. were killed on paper routes too, you know. Yeah, That's sure. Like, yeah, I mean, but it, but I, mean it, I, I just think what, what I love about it is, you know, compared to like the the Ford the Ford bike situation, which is they have like yeah. trucks that are driving and moving yeah. around these bikes, you know, according right. to demand, um, as well as you know to charge. They have electric bikes now too. Um, if you think about like 
Scoot Scoot Networks is a, is actually an uh-huh. electric scooter startup here in San Francisco, and they yeah. are constantly moving around, and, and they actually built like an entire infrastructure to yeah. charge their scooters, and it's like. Right. Bird has completely just yeah, turned that on its that. side, and they're like, because we don't still, need to do that. It's awesome. Why would I ever take a scoot, by the way? Like, I would, the, my use case for a scoot was exactly the stuff that these little electric scooters do. Now, by the way, so scoots are like full size scooters that look like little, right. uh, like motor, like, uh, when you say scooters, they're like, they're like yeah, yeah. motorcycles. We should they're distinguish like between yeah. the two, right? They're, 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 they're motorcycles, like, essentially. They're, 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 they're electric motorcycles. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. scoot is another company that's actually been around for a lot longer than any of these dockless companies. Right. Um, and actually, there's another. There's a kind of like a the grandfather of, of all of this. I would say would be Cardigo. Yeah, I was going to say it's very very similar to Cardigo. Yeah, I I'm a I was a huge fan of Cardigo when I was working in Austin. And Cardigo, for those of the listeners that don't know, is essentially it's a car sharing program where you would log into a smart car, drive it to where you want to go, and log out, park it legally on the street, and then log out. And it was it. it I didn't need a car in Austin. That's what yeah. I had. Um, and I loved it. And though I've been waiting it's the same for concept, you just drive in same and drop concept it up. except with a car. Yep, yeah. same exact concept, and it's amazing. If there's parking, yeah. um, right. it doesn't work in San Francisco. It works well, in Austin. They, they actually and and actually like as we recorded this again, this will be about you know almost two weeks before it goes up. Um, Cartago just announced that they're shutting down in Toronto because of new city rules when, oh, really? uh, around parking. So they are they were in Toronto, yeah. uh, but they're shutting down because the parking rules. But no they're in make San it. Diego. How, I use them Seattle, Portland. Uh, how does these, how does Scoot get around it? Because Scoot, I constantly see their scooters parked in those two hour residential zones where you're not supposed to park more. I think than they hour they I believe they have worked out something with the city. I mean, in in the case with Cartago, they've always worked out something with the city that you can park at a metered spot. In Austin, for example, um, and and since Cardigo knows exactly where the cars are, they can actually just pay the city directly. Right. Um, and that's I'm pretty sure that's how they get around it, which is like, hey, instead of you know people evading uh, parking meters, why don't we just pay you for whenever our vehicles are parked there? I'm sure they they worked something out. Um, I, I but, think that's that, that's the right way to do these things. I mean, like be more yeah, flexible so, with the rules. You know, this this whole thing about like you know that San Francisco is going to license the scooters. I mean, I think it sounds like a very good idea. Um, and obviously there needs to be some regulation, but I think the way that they've done it is just, if you just listen to the specifics of the regulations, they're going to limit the number of scooter, scooter rental companies in San Francisco to five. Mm-hmm. Why? I mean, it benefits consumers if there's more scooter rental companies, right? Like, like why do you need to make a cartel? Right, like that's yeah. one thing. Right, and, and the bene- second thing is benefits me to have more scooters on the, on, like out there, so I don't have to go. And even just, I mean, even if we look at the evolution of this over the the past few years, the fact that we've gone from you know from the city share bikes to 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 the different dockless bike companies now to the scooters, like there's sort of constant innovation happening, and we yeah, really have exactly. no idea how this market yeah, is going to yeah, develop. Exactly. Yeah. To to get to the point where you're like, well, we're going to lock it in now. There's going to be five players. And Not only that, so like, okay, why, hold on, yeah, let me finish. You're right. Why five, five players? players and why a limited number? Exactly. Who knows? And then and then they're going to limit the number of scooters to 2,000. But right now, just two scooter companies, I think it's like Bird and Lime together, already have 2,500. So yeah. 2,000 needs 2, to be split each? amongst... Or are they 2,000? 2,000 total has to be split amongst five players. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know. How, how are you supposed so to like make a, a... Like a scooter medallion? That's what they're kind of making? Basically. Yeah, I mean, it, it is. It sounds very yeah, much like, the, like the, the New York City... Uh, how are you supposed to... Medallion. 
So five players, 2,000 scooters, so 400 each are supposed to run an entire company. How are you supposed to do that on just renting 400 scooters? Like, you know, it doesn't... And not just run a company. How am I supposed to get my scooter? Because right now, it's actually... Like, yeah. I, I want to walk outside and be able to hop on a scooter. And right now, the, the nearest one is... And then, you know, if, if you set it up where there's all these different companies and they only have a small number of scooters well, each, you're going to need accounts with all of them just so, to so, the nearest scooter. And I think the reason they may have gone in that direction is because if you look on Twitter... All these like Luddites are posting all these posts <laughs> of like scooters and like, you know, blocking the sidewalk and it happens and, and people throwing scooters into the garbage can, throwing them into the bay. I saw one where somebody put a scooter on the roof of somebody's car, right? right. Like, there's there's they, a tree yeah. near my house that people have been hanging them from. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like people are just vandalizing shit. So I, I really think like... Well, I mean, the, the, and the, the famous one though is like China, if you look where, because they, they went for the, dock, yeah. the dockless bikes early mm-hmm. on and they were getting stolen like crazy and, and, and now there's a huge pile of them yeah which is ridiculous yeah the giant pile of bikes so i mean there are questions about how these things actually work in practice but but like it so does I, feel wrong to sort of limit the potential of them um just i mean because let me, let me address one thing which is that people are concerned about you know, like them being strewn all about like why why don't we just designate one parking space on the street on every block for yeah. dockless transportation parking right so yeah. Like why? Why does a car get to have a metered spot, and these dockless, you know, vehicles, which are much smaller and and actually used by many more people, why can't we just take out take over one of those spots on the street? Like we don't even need to be on the street. It can be up on the sidewalk in like a little painted block. Like I'm just saying, like if if, if we have a problem with them existing yeah. on you know in space in public space, like why does a car get priority in a metered spot over? Like this type of a transportation solution, which is because serving cars many have been more around people. for a hundred years. I yeah, know that's, that's exactly why. <laughs> no, and it's it's also just a politics thing, right? Like eventually, the people who like scooters, I mean, it's young people like it and can totally relate to it, and old people can't, right? It's like everything about the I mean, rules in San that, Francisco. That's that there is there is kind of a youth thing. I mean, it's it's a two wheeled scooter, and you need to be kind of spry to be able to ride it so I, I definitely understand that part like it's definitely not as accessible it's definitely not you know ADA um, accessible um, so there is that portion of it um, that I do that I do understand yeah, I, 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 like it's almost like San Francisco is the wrong place to launch this type of a business. Well, it didn't launch. I mean, it launched it's, in Santa Monica. All over. Yeah, they're, yeah they're, they're, exactly. they're in a bunch of places I mean I was just in Washington DC and they were all over Washington DC also yeah so I mean, a lot well, of innovation. Ha- the wrong place. Because a lot of innovation happens in San Francisco within offices, the startup offices. But the minute you leave the office and go onto the street, it's like one of the most luddite cities in the world, right? It's no, like but that's not everything like, from the this construction. Didn't launch here. What's it's, that? It, it didn't launch. No, here. what I'm saying is, even to run a business like that here, I mean, this this is a city trying to be a gated community, right? Like it's not a regular, like chaotic, organic place. It's not like Shenzhen. It's not like a real city in that sense, right? It's wait, more like... Wait, wait. <laughs> Do you think Shenzhen's more of a real city than San Francisco? No, absolutely. It's organic. People aren't like telling people like, oh, you can't do this. You can't do that. You're spoiling my view. Don't. It's just like people just do what they need to to make a living and run their businesses. It's not... If you want to build an apartment building, buy the land, build the apartment building. You don't have to like go and fight a thirty-year so, so battle. I'm, I'm, I'm not exactly sure what point you're making. So yeah, the point I'm making is that <laughs> it's, it's it's very possible that in June, when they open up these licenses to scooters, it'll be under some set of rules, like I described, that actually make it economically unfeasible. Sure. And 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 frankly, the citizens of the city won't care about that, right? Like because uh, it, no, I don't think that. I mean, obviously, the people who like the scooters now, I, I think, they'll I be like up it, in arms. Right? And I think yeah, that, but you're a minority. I think in that. Am I? Right? Like, I, 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 
have you go been outside. in San Francisco? Well, <laughs> I, I, Everyone's I, on these scooters, Hirsch. Like, yeah. like any moment you'll be outside, you'll see a bunch of people riding by looking yeah, very but, happy. I know, but like you know what? Like if you look at the actual opinion pieces that people are writing, I, maybe these are the just a lot. So you, yes, what? I mean, so there are some like old, old timey San Franciscans who are going to complain about everything, but like I don't yeah. think that's one, that's one of my the, friends the, 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 was who actually sitting outside, and a, a guy on a scooter rode by, sticks his fist in the air, and says, "I'm in the future!" Like he, <laughs> like he was so happy. Right, so uh, I know, but like the thing is, is that like, look, like we also live in sort of like a bubble of like the enthusiasts, right? Like, I think I think you guys underestimate the backlash to these things. No, I'm, I'm, like, I, 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 we're not saying that there's no backlash, but you're sort of arguing that San Francisco, of all cities, is going to be less uh, welcome. Oh, to, absolutely, to, to, to this technology. Guy, Really? That, it I depends. Think ridiculous, Hirsch. I, Dude, I don't uh, think it that's depends on what kind of technology. Right? I think like, there are other cities. If the technology that... <laughs> is something that exists on your phone, it doesn't invade the public space, people are fine with it. If it comes out of your phone, if it goes into the real world where people have to see it and hear it and feel it, they don't like it. Yeah, but I, I don't think that's true. I mean, Uber and Lyft and, and Instacart and, and all these other services have all, you know, all sort of started in or around Uber San Francisco and Lyft as well. are just cars. Yeah. If they, if they go self-driving and try to go commercial, you think San Francisco is going to be cool with that? I mean, there's a reason they're not doing all their self-driving trials here anymore, right? They've well, moved to other cities, right? There's a reason. I mean, for there's it. a whole bunch of reasons for it, but 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 I, I think the idea that like San Francisco as a city is is unwelcoming to these kinds <clears throat> these kinds of services. I don't know. I don't buy that. It, it's like, look, man. Like, it's there. Okay, well, I mean, like, so that's not the topic that we set out to argue <laughs> today. But uh, but but I but I do think it's it's worth thinking about the fact of like like. When you think about how this city responds to um, uh, uh, things like when people say they want to do new kinds of innovative type of buildings, right, or living spaces below a certain kind of so, size, uh, like those things, yeah. those those things are similar types of innovation responding to the market demand, right? Like, but but there's but there's a, living a, spaces, yeah. Like I agree. I mean, San Francisco is terrible when it comes to sort of housing questions. Mm-hmm. But that's that's. But but think about. But anyways, know, look 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 look. We're, we're getting why? way away. We're getting way away in terms of no, just no, debating it's true, San Francisco. True. Most of the people listening to yeah. this don't give a shit about San Francisco. Right. I'm so, just saying, like yeah, this true. last mile stuff is pretty awesome. Yes. So let's yeah, get back no, to I the agree, discussion on I that. But, the, so, but so, but I think it's worth discussing for one reason though, okay. which is that. Every city is going to have some level of this. It, it might not be to the magnitude that San Francisco's backlash has been, but there will be yeah, in, well, in, any, in, 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 in any sort of high pedestrian traffic area, right? People are, yeah. There's going to be some initial sort of pushback to having these scooters. And, and there is. Right? I mean, if you look online, basically every city, do any, you know, any search of a city that has these things and do a search of the news on them. And every one of them there's has people saying like, yeah. you know, there are too many scooters and what should we do? And are they allowed on sidewalks and all these kinds of questions? So I think that is true. And so there is a big question about like how are people going to adapt to, to, to those things and whether or not there will be regulations and, and we should be – you know, at least open to having that discussion. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, I don't think that's anything specific to San Francisco. Yeah, and I, and I think in in terms of, you know, I think one of the problems of it is having these things strewn all, all over the place, and there's, yeah. there's lots of solutions to that, like including designated parking spaces or... Um, See, but I mean, then you, I mean, there are all sorts of questions there. I mean, who gets to use the designated parking spaces? How they should just, any, any, they should just who, who, use the take, who are you taking space away from? I mean, crowdsource it, guys. It, <laughs> the, the vehicle detects when it's lying on its side, and uh-huh. then you just have a kid come by and pick it up and for a buck. 
it in the right kick, place. You kick it back down, and then you, you get, keep making a dollar. That sounds awesome. <laughs> I, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, so so I mean, we should acknowledge, right, that there are certain certain concerns that people have that are legitimate. I mean, you know, I think in general, all of us are are supportive of the idea of providing better, you know, better trans- better transportation, like multimodal yeah. transportational solutions that that work and are flexible and like right now in san francisco we're, we're trying to extend you know our our san francisco muni and i don't know how much it costs per mile but it's like billions of dollars just to just to get one a few more stops so wouldn't it be easier if, if everybody could just take a scooter yes see but then then you run into the whole issue of like it's that's good for people yeah. who are spry, right? That's true. Yes. But you look, know? man, like, you but know, then, you know, maybe buses would be better. I don't know. So. Yeah, Build golf we, carts. We, we could have had yeah. on. We, the bird guys, golf cart. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it, if it belongs in or the, the same, rascal. In, I don't know if it belongs yes, in the same set, set of things, but we used to have on demand bus routes, right? Sure. And that we, we still have them in the East Bay. Like, I've yeah. been on, like, the. It, <laughs> Wait, actually, this is a case in point about San Francisco kind of banishing cool new technology. They did not want to share the bus stop pickup spots or the sidewalk with right. uh, with private with, uh, yeah. with the Google bus or the, yeah. The it's like the most absurd thing ever, and it, that you know, there you go. That's like the and why is it gone to East Bay instead of San Francisco? We need it more than anybody, right? <laughs> and but there you go. I mean, we so, have on demand. Um, transportation. It's called Uber and Lyft. Right? Yeah, no, I know, but why not those on-demand buses, which were cheaper? There was that. There was that on-demand bus service in, in San Francisco too, right? What was, uh, they we, basically uh, got hounded. Chariot. We still have Chariot. Yeah, but there were used to be an actual Chariot. Is now kind of like become this thing where it's on demand for companies who set it up for the employees. I don't think they run these like regular routes anymore for just random commuters. You know that that was the but, cool thing. I mean, I, I, I love the fact that we have so many like transfer, so much transportation innovation happening. Um, it just yeah, goes no, to show I, that like, I, I, yeah. I think it's good. I mean, I think that there are again though there are concerns about you know so you, you run into the same thing that that happens in all sorts of areas of innovation, which is you have all these different companies trying, and a whole bunch of them are probably going to fail because that's kind of the nature of experimentation and innovation. Right. Um, but while that's happening. It, some of these things do have some unintended consequences and some externalities that, you know, and that's what's pissing people off. And, and right now, you know, it's pissing people off in terms of like crowded sidewalks or, you know, people buzzing by them on sidewalks or leaving, you know, scooters strewn, strewn around or whatever. Um, but, you know, it, it is worth considering, are there negative externalities from all of this that, that you know, that we should be considering also, right? Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, right, like like if people want to get from A to B and they're not spry enough to go on a scooter, the solution really is something like Uber, right? But Uber is expensive because you can't aggregate enough people into one little vehicle. And Chariot was a perfect solution to that, right? So it's almost like this, the if people are against the, you know, the scooters because they are clogging the sidewalk and because old people can't ride them and handicapped people can't ride them. Well, there used to be a solution that was exactly like the scooter perfect for you, which was the Chariot's. But you didn't want that, right? Because it, it looked too much like, um, well, I don't know what it looked like, privatization of the bus routes maybe? I don't know. But, but there, people were against it, right? Which is why they got kind of pushed out. But on demand, being able to just sit there with your smartphone on a curb and say, I need to go from here to here, and a bus automatically changes its route slightly to pick you up and then drops, changes its route to drop you off, right? But that, that's, that's that, Uber. That, what, what's the problem with yeah. Uber? Because and, Uber's and too I mean, expensive, right? It, and, Most and, people that's, can, yes. But, but that's, that's the, the promise of self-driving cars in right. the future, right? I mean, the idea but that's that, so that, far that in the 
the future, right? I'm talking about right now. Like yeah, but, being but able but to pay $2 and being the, able to go from A to B. The form factor of a large bus, like, like I, don't, I don't know what the stats are on like how many empty seats are actually it, it, on. It, it doesn't urban. have to be a large bus. It could be a van, right? With six right. Or so, seven but that, that is what you're describing, which is like Uber, you know, essentially Uber pool. Um, well, that's the more, thing because Uber more pool, cost effective. You can't seat more than two people, right? Or three. Three. Is it three? Right. So if you make it a van, isn't that the solution that you've just described? If exactly, if, but if it, but does Uber Pool actually let you drive vans around? Um, I don't know. If they, if why they did, they, right? If if they do, then it then seems that's all, exactly what you've described. Yeah, that right? that would be perfect. So but why is that banned? It's is it banned? Who's, who said it's banned? I who think it the, is. I, I, I don't think you can run. I don't think you can drive around in one of those little minibuses picking up people and <laughs> running a regular route. Like if you wanted to run a regular morning commute route, when was the last had, time any transportation company really checked on what they could do or not? But well, I, I know that certain routes were basically like I don't you, know. You I, couldn't you couldn't use we, these regular how do, how do we, bus pickups. We're talking about scooters. How do yeah, we, we, we've gone well, really it's, it's, far away. It's from... on demand transportation, right? Like right. I, I'm tr- I'm trying to say that like the so. Well, the, but what's your point? What are you what are you yeah, getting what, at? What you well, at? I guess the, the point is that like all these objections to scooters, right? Which uh-huh. are like it's crowding the sidewalk. Old people and who aren't spry can't ride it. Uh-huh. There was a solution to that, right? But that was, but that solution's already been kind of tried. But there wasn't. There, I mean, there's, there's still I'm to argue that there's still lift. There's still, there's still all of these things. So I'm not sure, like you know, and, yeah. And so really one of them, one scooters. of the services went away, yeah. and, but like there's still other. other I, I, I mean, I, I mean, it, I, I think yeah. actually the the idea is that mm-hmm. we're seeing all of this experimentation and all of this innovation, and some of it's good in some cases, and some of it's not so good in other cases. But we're 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 seeing interesting things come of it, and I think that's a good thing. So so what's but what is the point that you're beyond just like no, you, no, don't, no. you don't like San Francisco bureaucracy what, what's no, the point no, that you're getting that. at well i guess the point is that like look it's it's it, it's one thing to have something like uber where there it isn't a regular route that's being sort of modified the advantage of having a bus service that changes itself on demand is there's this regular route that's being run right and the route kind of can modify itself based on where the demand is but you but know if you're that, leaving that, that, if you're leaving at 8 a.m you know you can take this particular yeah, but that route. doesn't that doesn't matter to the end user right i mean to, to the end user that's the same as a lift or an well, uber right you know assuming if the that pricing there's, that there's well, the pricing yeah the pricing is pr- presumably cheaper right that's the that's the advantage because uber uber, uber isn't pool cheap. and lift is, is already I, i've taken yeah, i mean I've taken uber, uber pool and lift line been cheaper lift line or whatever and they're cheaper than muni yeah are they? Yeah, it's these, like, I took days. a two dollar one the other day. It was amazing. oh wow, two dollars is. I, I the last time I took a a Lyft line, it was like six bucks, but um, which is already I thought cheap. But there's been times where it was like eight. But I suppose that has to do with the traffic. Yeah, um, it depends on where you're going and what you're doing and all these kinds of things at the time mm-hmm. of day and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I mean there are impacts there, right? But and but and, I, I, and there's you know public transportation does subsidize um, certain you know certain things. Obviously, a flat fee going. All the way across San Francisco subsidizes short short trips are subsidizing longer trips, and you don't necessarily have that when with mm-hmm. Uber and Lyft, right? Right. Um, and that's definitely true. And there are def- other ways to kind of you know attack that if there's like a means tested uh, subsidy for Uber but and Lyft. We, for example, we still we still have you know yeah. Muni all it's over San Muni. Francisco. It may not be the greatest system, but right. but there is public transportation in in San Francisco also. Right. And like I mean, there have been concerns raised where there there are cities that instead of investing in public transportation, have been investing in like subsidized Uber and Lyft, yeah. which is 
interesting also, but also raises other concerns. Yeah, but I, I think that's really interesting, right? Like, what, like, Yeah, if it's cheaper, why not just use Uber right. and Lyft? Right, which is a valid point, but then some people complain, well, then, you know, you need to have a, a smartphone, you need to be tracked, uh, you know, whether or not uh, city dollars should be used to subsidize private companies. There are all of these questions that are raised that are at yep. least worth talking about. And, sure. and, you know, we can say like, oh, no big deal. You know, it's great. You're having a better service, which is probably how I think all three of us right. probably feel to some extent, but it is at least worth acknowledging right. that, that there are other concerns and that it's not, they're not ridiculous concerns, right? Agreed. Agreed. I don't know. I think <laughs> you think they are ridiculous concerns. <laughs> Most of them. I think some of them are not. I think the privacy concerns maybe. But 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 this you know the, the thing about you need to have a smartphone. It's you just get a, the government can just give you one for sixty bucks. I mean, they're not expensive <laughs> anymore. Right? It's 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 probably cheaper to give the person this the smart everybody who needs one a smartphone than to build just one muni line. Right? Like it's so expensive to do public. Construction. I mean, there, there, you know, sure, and, but I mean, there are there are interesting other, you know, uh, uh, public concerns about some of these things. I mean, there was an article not too long ago about all these people who are now taking like Uber and Lyfts to the hospital instead of calling an ambulance when they're when they're you know in really bad shape, and that raises some public interest concerns. And and you know, what what is explain to me what the public interest concern is. Well, people dying in Ubers and Lyfts when they they should be in the back of an ambulance being treated by an EMT. I mean, no, no, but hold on a second. They presumably know what the risk is of like that going in an Uber is suboptimum compared to an ambulance. Uh, the reason they make that choice is because the ambulances yes. probably don't show up. No, right? it's not that. The reason they don't make that choice is because ambulances are crazy expensive. I mean, the one time in my life that I had a situation where I needed an ambulance and they charged me a hundred bucks to drive me a mile and a half, you know. That. Wait, hold on a second. You have to pay for an ambulance if you use it? I, I thought you just... Yeah. No, no I, yeah. are you sure about what? that? I, thought, I, I got billed. So, so, I've had that, ambulance, so there's two times I've had to use an ambulance, right? <laughs> One time was in Seattle, and the government paid for that. I never got anything on my insurance. And the other time was in Ithaca when we were all in college. And when I used it there, my health insurance covered it, and I had to pay for it. So I think maybe it varies by city. Yeah, sure. I, I, sure, yeah. sure, it does vary. But, but someone but, pays for it. But someone pays right. for it, and and they charge and a, a ridiculous sum, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And 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 maybe we decide that's worth it because you know EMTs don't get paid very much anyway. So like if if you're mm -hmm. paying for EMTs, yeah, maybe true. that's that's a valuable service to mm -hmm. to pay for. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm just and I'm not I'm not making a, a judgment on whether or not these things are good or bad. I'm just saying that. You know these new options create different situations, and and those the the impact is wider than what people necessarily think about in, at a first pass. And that was just one example of that, right? And I'm sure we talked about it long enough. We could come up with all sorts of other examples. So I'm just saying, like, you know, conceptually, I, I like these services, and I like the fact that transportation is getting easier. You know, personally, I I like to walk everywhere and I walk all across San Francisco all the time anyway so I'm less likely to use some of these I guess unless I'm in a rush in which case I might jump on them but like you know I, I like all of them, but it, it is worth actually thinking about the impact right this is the big concern that, that lots of people have about San Francisco and Silicon Valley and all the tech companies that are popping up all over the place is that we build all these cool solutions which are cool and have value and are innovative and do all these wonderful things but very few people stop to think about what the consequences are and, and whether or not there are ways to set them up in, in that, that 
take into account some of those consequences. Yeah, but like you know, like, like think about the total amount of capital expenditure, and even put a price on the inconvenience of leaving scooters on sidewalks. It's such small fry to do these little experiments, right? Like people are making a big fuss about this. Think about this, man. Like, like the Big Dig project in Boston costs over twenty-four billion dollars. Okay, and I, I think I've heard more fuss about scooters than i've heard about the big dick right like like it's like it's like well i mean you didn't I, live I don't in know boston. Big, yeah i didn't live in boston i guess <laughs> the but, collective but, but, amount of time that it's been spent complaining about the big dig i'm pretty sure is is is, is probably larger more because than it's decades it is, yeah. but yeah. but just think about the the outlay like if, if you if yeah. you spend even a billion dollars on doing like uh, Look, ways I, of improving decentralized transportation. Like, yes. it would be insane. Like I, how good it would be. I, awesome. I, I, I'm, I'm in. I'm in complete agreement with you. I think these services are wonderful. I think they enable all sorts of new and interesting things. And 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 these, most of these services are just a few months old. I'm kind of interested to see where they are. You know, a year from now, five years from now, and what else comes along that that enables all sorts all sorts of other interesting things. But I, I just think the 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 sort of rush in and blanket a city with them without necessarily considering the consequences is what gets these services gets people so annoyed about these services and i think it, it, it might be useful it might be useful sometimes to approach these things with a little bit more humility in terms of understanding like so look, in, instead of the to, whole like ask for permission afterwards or yeah, ask for no, forgiveness it's, it's or ask, even, ask for forgiveness I mean, versus asking for yeah, permission yeah I, I mean it's not even that I mean, you can do some sort of combination of it but I just think that like there is a legitimate complaint that these things just sort of take over the city without any regard to, to the negative consequences they're not the ones paying for whatever negative consequences there might be and and so you know, and I'm, I'm so I'm not I'm not advocating for like you know heavily regulating these things. I'm, I'm I'm advocating for that the company should be Some a little humility. bit more, yeah, to, to have a little more humility in terms of saying like this is what we want to do, and this is how we'd like to sort of you know get the people in the city on board with it. Do you think that if these scooter companies went to the city, you know, six months ago and asked for permitting, the city <laughs> would have listened? No, right. So how sure. how so how are we supposed to do that? I, I don't I don't have that answer. You can't. It's San right. Francisco. So this is the only way. The only way is to do. I don't know. Do what you think, I, I, I don't right? know like if it's for forgiveness it, later. I, I I don't know. I don't know. I'm just yeah, saying. But, <laughs> but 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 Dennis, you're basically like you, you're basically making my point for me, right? The only way to exist in San Francisco point? is that you basically have to break the rules, the San Francisco rules. There were no rules. There well, was no you, you know, you, well, when it when it make when it, aren't you supposed to go to City Hall and ask for permission for what? Exactly. You're like you. You don't need to. You can just take over the streets. No, there was yeah, a, and and again, like no I'm 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 all for permissionless innovation, right? I mean, I think that's really important. I think if if you have to get permission for every bit of innovation, we're right. not going to get any innovation, right? I mean, that's that's it's it's, it's right. hugely important to the way that we innovate, especially around here in Silicon Valley, right? But you know, there is still this this thing, which is which is what's been coming back to bite the technology industry in the last couple of years now, is this idea that we just sort of rush in and don't consider any of the consequences of anything that we do. Well, but Mike, so, what, do, what does it mean to actually consider the consequences if you're someone starting one of these businesses? Like, let's say you were about to start one of these scooter companies, right? And this was like two years ago, right? Like, what would it mean to, to consider those consequences? Like, there's not any easy solution when you're launching these kinds of scooter companies and you don't even know if there's latent demand or not to basically say, well, right. I'm kind of worried about what these scooters are going to look like if they're strewn right. on the sidewalk. So what should I make as a solution? And I don't – and nor, so, nor do I – it's like – 
hmm, I don't know what kind of regulatory you know measures that I should have in place prior to launching my business. You know what? I don't even know if anyone wants this thing. And then, no, and I, and I and I get that, and I get that, and I'm not saying I'm not saying put in place regulatory measures. I'm just saying something something different. Maybe it's you know like you know you know finding residents or or groups or organizations in which you partner with when you originally launch these things to say like how can we do this in a way that this community will be happy with these things right i i don't i don't know what the answer is i'm not right. running these companies I, you asked me to start thinking about this 5 minutes ago right yeah. <laughs> so 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 yeah, I, yeah, you're right you're right you're but right. i i think a lot of it is actually like a lot of these so-called problems quote unquote are not actually problems it's just a way that, pe- that may be people, true that may people, be true people I, just will just change their perceptions etiquette will change yeah. right like that's that's all, all, all of happen. that all of that i think is probably true right I, I, what i'm talking about in general is is more just the 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 overall approach to how these things are are started and how much thought is put into it and i recognize again that like when companies are first launching they're small and they're scrappy and they have to do things and the idea that they should prepare for what will happen when they're you know huge and successful is is a different you know that's different and and it's a sort of ridiculous requirement that lots of people you know seem to want to put on startups that have no idea if anyone will even care that they exist right but because that's the quickest way to get to make these things go away right and so, but but I I still think that there is some value in in the companies themselves thinking through like how do we how are we a a good citizen a so good if community we're participant here here are the pieces that we should put right. In place. I mean, and, and and then and then when that happens, and then if they are successful, and then if a city gets up in arms, or if people get up in arms, then they have answers to those things, and it's not just like, "Hey, and, leave us alone." And to be fair, I mean, Bird launched in Santa Monica first, and faced the, a similar backlash in Santa Monica in their hometown. Um, so they should have known when deploying in other cities to essentially have like a, "Hey, SF, we're doing this." Here right. They, think. Are they still in Santa Monica, Bird? Yeah. There was something about it recently. I, I don't remember what happened. Are they, is everything? I think so. I, I, I don't remember. A little humility. <laughs> that said, I mean, yeah, the, yeah. the other thing we haven't even discussed is the unity economics of these things are amazing, but that may be for another. Yeah, yeah. No, I want to hear that. Just spend the last two minutes talking about that. What's the unit? So, I th- so TechCrunch did a little napkin math, and I don't think it's been confirmed by um, any of the scooter companies, but if you imagine... Like each one of these things costs around like four hundred dollars. Um, no, it's way more than that for an electric scooter. No, no, an electric really skateboard cheap. costs eight hundred dollars. That is right? correct, and and a scooter you can get for like four hundred now. So. And and the, oh, wow. the 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 I heard something about like the the processor that the bird scooters are using is some famous or well known. Somebody was talking about like right. there's actually value in like breaking them open. <laughs> yeah, so there's, like, there's this whole what? thing. I mean, uh, there's a ton of scooters out there. You should definitely check them before you ride them. Like one one of them I rode, the brake was not working great. Um, so there's a whole other thing where there's a whole secondary market for the parts now. Um, but that's uh, that. You know, the unit economics are essentially apparently you put one of these scooters on the on the street, you'll make back what the scooter costs in about three months, and then everything after that is you know profit. And that's three including months. with the, do those that's, things last three that's months? That's including right. So it's like if your street. scooter essentially survives for three months. So you know, on, I think what I heard was you know, their their kind of napkin math is it's like a thousand dollars of annual net profit per year if you can keep it alive, right? So mm-hmm. do your math and figure it out. Those batteries do not last that last that long, by the way. Those but lithium ion batteries. I, I mean, have some experience. It with lasts long. It, it, the, the scooters probably fall prey to, you know being stolen and destroyed and 
the batter the battery wearing out is probably not what's is it's not the thing that's actually putting these things out of commission. Um, You'd be surprised though, guys. Like when we were uh, designing drones when I was at Zipline, uh, batteries being able to replace the batteries is a big thing because they the charge and discharge cycle. If you even if you manage it very carefully, the life is not super long. But like if you are just doing it willy nilly, which is the case here, like you you know it, the company doesn't control how much people discharge it, right? And 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 how much a particular battery is used and reused and in what temperature, et cetera, right? In those kinds of circumstances, lithium-ion batteries, they really do tend to lose their charge rather quickly. So I mean, like, I, I believe that part, but I guess the unit yeah. economics of these things are, you know, TechCrunch did two models. One put a gross margin of like 10%. The other one put a gross margin of 40%. Um, you know, it's like a four, essentially for a $400 scooter cost, total profit was saying like an $800 profit. Not bad. Right? I'm, I'm so, astounded that they only cost four hundred dollars because they have to have a GPS chip in them, right? At them, so you know where they are. Things cost. To... Things are coming down in cost. They're pretty good. Anyway, yes. Go anyway. go try them and you know find yeah. a friend because the, they're they're doing their whole like uh, you know get a free scooter ride when you when you refer a friend kind of deal thing. So oh okay. <laughs> Do you want my code? <laughs> Not on the air. Oh come on. <laughs> um all right well anyways it's it's an interesting topic and it feels like one that especially since it's just a few months in it feels like one that we'll probably revisit in like a year or so i love it and and it is on the record that dennis loves these things yeah and and i i like them too i think it's actually really it's a really innovative way bring, of, bring a helmet next time you see me and we'll go for a ride okay sounds like a deal and you uh, can get a free helmet by the way they're giving away free helmets Oh really? Bird, yeah. Really? Like bike helmets? Yeah, as part of as part of it, you just go there and you put in your address and you get a free helmet. Really? Where, where is yes. that? You need my code if, if, if you <laughs> sign up for Bird. Yeah. All right. Well, that's yeah. that could be useful. <laughs> what they have a Bird office or something here? No, no they mail. They, they use sign up. they use a de- oh. this thing called delivery. It's pretty good. Oh. And that's another good. service altogether. Yeah. All right, so, let's let's let's, let's let's end this podcast, guys. <laughs> go ride, go ride a jump bike or a bird or spin or lime. They're all, they're all awesome. And even the even the Ford go bikes are good. Okay, cool. uh, <laughs> and if and if you think they're destroying the city, then uh, I guess yell at us. <laughs> Send yeah, us I want to hear back. Um, and so, okay, all right, guys. <laughs> Thanks for discussing this. We will probably discuss it again, and uh, we'll be back next week. Bye. If we don't stand up to them, someone will get.